0: Welcome to The Machine, a podcast from Waterford Institute of Technology. My name is Rob O'Connor, I'm a lecturer in the Department of Computing and Mathematics. Uh, You can follow us online at machine underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, You can subscribe to us on all the usual podcasting platforms if uh, that kind of stuff floats your boat. I might also recommend you check out some of the other podcasts produced by staff members at WIT, uh, including Win Win, which is about physical fitness. There's The Nerve, which looks at literature, poetry, writing and theatre. Viking Sport which uh, focuses on clubs and societies. Uh, There's SLL, uh, Student Life and Learning and they talk about student issues and there's also Engendering Change which looks at gender issues from a variety of societal standpoints. Today we are going to speak about final year projects and the Sun Life Awards. Now if you're doing a degree in anything you probably have some class of a final year project. Sometimes it's called dissertation, it might be called uh, thesis uh, but it's that type of thing in, in the computing world and in WIT on our programmes we have what's the, known as the FYP final Year Project which is a, a capstone piece of work that every student completes before they graduate uh, on the panel today we have Lucy White from WIT she's a, also a lecturer in the Department of Computing and Mathematics there's Jonathan Gillespie who is a recent graduate from WIT and was also a winner of a Sun Life Award last year and we have Shane Corbett from Sun Life. He's a business systems analyst and he's the official liaison between Sun Life and WIT. The Sun Life Awards, which we'll get to in a few moments, are uh, an industry collaboration that we have going on where Sun Life, basically we, we have a competition between all the various projects, and there are lots of nice prizes uh, for students to win. And um, when I say nice prizes, I'm not talking about a pen; it's a it's a bit more substantial than that, as Jonathan might attest to. Um, folks, you're very welcome along to the virtual studio today. I hope you're all well and happy. Thanks for having Thank us, you. Rob. Great to be here, Rob. Um, right, Lucy, we might start with yourself. Sure. Could you maybe explain what is a final year project and what's its purpose?
1: Okay. Um, well, our final year project is really a project module um, that all of our fourth year computing students have to do as part of their final year. Um, it really is a culmination of, you know, their four years in college, and it allows them to demonstrate all that they've learned. But I think what's really, really important as well is that they have the chance to, I suppose, showcase their their project and themselves to potential employers um i suppose uh, yes it spans across the entire academic year but it is broken up into two modules or two modules okay so the first module Um, is really about framing the project and modeling the system, you know, thinking about the functional, how it's going to work, thinking about what features, you know, the the system um, is going to have, Um, how you are going to, what technologies you're going to use to implement those features, okay? It's really, students usually tend to uh, build um, a demo, you know, uh, to coincide with the output for semester one, which is usually a report, which documents all of this. Yes, yeah, so that's, and then really they present that um, to a panel, well, it's a small panel, it's their supervisor and it is a second reader. And usually there is really good feedback provided to the student so that they can refine possibly their model, uh, think about additional, you know, think about stuff that they might have come to mind throughout the first semester, okay? And then in semester two, it really is about implementation, 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 refining the model, implementing it and breaking it, breaking down uh, this big chunk of uh, a system into separate components, parts and implementing them. It's kind of very iterative um, and all the while progressing their supplementary documentation to, to go along with the implement, implemented uh, solution. 99% of our, our uh, projects are, you know, kind of system based, building an application. There are a few um, research projects, but overall, uh, it's usually about building a system and using what they've learned throughout the, the four years.
0: So the idea really is that a student in their final year, which is typically fourth year um, of a, of an undergraduate degree, that they basically have a lot of sp- lot of space in their timetable in place of some subjects they just work on this project for the year and it's basically where they decide I'm going to build something and I have have an idea for building a widget or or a software widget and I'm going to go off and do it and see where it takes me over the course of the year would that be fair enough
1: yeah, and every student, you know, it's it's really a, a personal uh, experience for the student. Okay, so it's it's more time is, is allotted to it in the second semester, but yes, there is allocated time in the first semester, obviously, um, to implement it. But the supervisor has an integral role, you know, really. And um, to be a, a point of contact for the student to allow them to, you know, maybe they, they might think that they have nothing to talk about on any given week. But usually uh, sometimes those weeks are the most important weeks where they get, where they have space to kind of, you know, iron out, you know, kind of uh, issues they may have or they may not think they have, but actually they arise in the in the in the music itself, you know.
0: Yeah. So if we might talk about a specific example of a project and what that was, and Jonathan, we'll go to yourself. So Jonathan Gillespie, you graduated last year. Jonathan, you might just say what course you did, and then talk about your project.
2: Sure. Yeah. I uh, I graduated with the BSc in IoT, so the Internet of Things. So we're talking wireless sensors and devices mainly, which I understand now is. Um, uh, part of the main computing stream. It's no longer a separate degree. Uh, but in any case, uh, recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant degree. Um, and as, uh, as Lucy was saying, the final year project is really um, you know an opportunity to, um, to present everything that you've learned thus far. And so what I did was, uh, it's a long title, but uh, it's, it's descriptive, Smart City Parking and Machine-to-Machine Payments for Autonomous Vehicles. So basically, the question I wanted to answer was uh, how might autonomous vehicles of the future uh, discover city parking options, uh, then make decisions about where to park, and ultimately pay for the usage of space in those parking areas without human interaction? So uh, to put it in a nutshell, um, I created a a physical model to represent a city and streets, uh, including an autonomous vehicle, a little toy car. Uh, Lots of LEDs, microcontrollers, and all that good stuff. Um, And alongside that model was um, private parking area and uh, public parking area. So um, those two parking areas were publishing their space availability uh, by detecting sort of uh, using model sensors, whether toy cars were on top of those spaces or not. We're publishing this data to uh, a distributed ledger technology. Uh, Listeners might um, understand what the blockchain is. So I use something similar. Uh, but called the Tangle. It's more of um, a DLT for uh, IoT applications. Uh, So it's a bit of a different structure. In any case, these facilities are publishing the space availability to this uh, open distributed ledger uh, and along with pricing. And then the uh, autonomous vehicle was actually pulling that data um, from uh, basically the cloud or the DLT to understand what spaces were available and where. Then based on some, uh, you know, parameters that I set in its algorithm, it was determining where best parking would be for it based on distance, based on the cost of the spaces uh, and uh, and based on um, a few other uh, heuristics. But in any case, um, it was using um, uh, the Tangle to transfer data uh, between these entities. So as you could uh, move toy cars on this physical model, it would change the parking availabilities, and thus the autonomous vehicle would have to recalculate where it wanted to park. So as just a quick example, if it chose to, say, park um, and guarantee itself a space in a private parking facility, it communicated with that facility, it paid for a to reserve a space with that facility, and then upon arrival, uh, two additional things were happening. So utilized another protocol out there called car to x and so that CAR using this protocol was physically talking to the, or rather talking to the physical infrastructure of that parking facility for the facility's gate to open. The car enters the facility and as it takes the space, the facility understands it's the car that made the reservation and it starts charging that car on a minute-by-minute basis um, in a cryptocurrency that exists on the Tangle called IOTA. So again, in reference, that's like saying it was charging Bitcoin using blockchain. Uh, and the cool thing about this whole project uh, in my mind, was that um, you know this really represents a future where uh, all of our devices uh, and all of our even our homes when they 're connected uh, are going to be speaking to each other uh, i 'll give you another quick example of actually this is where I got started, but i couldn 't quite create a physical model for this uh, example, but uh, I came across an implementation of the tangle where uh, two houses were generating electricity, and one house, let's say, ran out and wanted to borrow electricity from another house. And so, because they're on a localized grid, they could do so effortlessly. The houses can communicate to each other using the tangle and uh, actually pay for it using the cryptocurrency. So, no humans were involved. Um, mm. uh, so, another quick example for you there. But that's hopefully in a nutshell uh, what the project is all about.
0: There's a lot to unpack there, and yeah. I'm very mindful. <laughs> that somebody could be listening who's, who's a student or a potential student or whoever, who might go, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. He's talking about tangling and he's used loads of different acronyms and blockchains and things and I don't know what those are. I think what's important to stress is that before you started this, you probably didn't know what those were either. Not a clue. This was, this was part of the project was to learn about this type of stuff and, and discover it as you went along. Yeah,
2: not a clue. It, honestly, it was... Um, I think I got most... Keen on it when uh, Bitcoin started uh, becoming more prevalent in the news and I got interested in what the blockchain, what it was. Uh, and then because I'm interested in IoT, I uh, discovered the Tangle and that's sort of uh, what led me down the, the rabbit hole. Um, and you know, for anyone that, as you say, it's not a clue what I'm saying, uh, I didn't either. And I promise you, after three or four months of this, you'll, you'll be a resident expert at uh, the the tutorials out there are really, really good. And uh, it becomes quite addictive to uh, to follow along and, and experiment. Uh, and suffice to say, it becomes a challenge to actually, you know, continue to work on your other classes uh, versus your are finally your project becomes a project it, because it is uh, is so interesting or can be.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's the thing. We might dig into some of those details in a few moments. Um, but I- I'm conscious that I want to bring Shane in and, see where the Sun Life Awards fits in to this entire discussion. So, Shane, could you briefly describe, first off, who Sun Life are, the work that you do, and then we'll frame it in the context of the Sun Life Awards uh, with the computing students. So, Sun Life is a, it's a global
3: organization. Um, it was originally founded in Canada uh, in 1865. So, it's, it's it's got a long history in the the financial markets. Um Sun Life in, in Waterford. So the Waterford office, we operate under a couple of I suppose the international domains, um, primarily Sun Life US and Sun Life Canada. But there's there's also um Sun Life Asia within there as well. So it it's kind of split into into different areas. So who are we? I I guess Sun Life US, who who I kind of work under, we are a group benefits organization. So if you kinda of think about it, um in terms of like the insurance market in Ireland so you have your VHIs your leis etc et it it's kind of a similar business to that but it's it's different in the US market uh so in the US market it's primarily the employers that will engage the insurance companies and then will decide to offer their employees um a set of insurance products so basically, Sun Life are one of those insurance providers. So we will work with employers to provide insurance, um, different products, etc., to to the employees. And obviously, in in any kind of organization, whether it's finance or whatever else, there's there's many different areas within there. Like, so we have a large IT department, and I guess that's kind of the, the relationship there that we have with WIT and, and especially the kind of department of, um, of computing. So I, I think at the last count, there was 450 plus um, employees in the Sun Life US IT organization, which like that, that could be a company in itself, but we're just one department within, a, within that kind of larger domain. Um, so within there, there's many different roles, I suppose, we have when people kind of think about, IT they say, oh yeah, somebody can fix a computer, there's a developer, but there, there's so many different roles. Like I'm, I'm a business systems analyst. Um there's business architects, there's IT architects, there's testers, um, there's project managers. So it's each every suite of role that you could think of within IT is is actually covered off within within Sun Life. Um so yeah, it's kind of it's a large organization. It's uh it's very fast paced, but um, like, like everywhere else, we've kind of gone fully virtual for the last year as well. So we're kind of show sure how kind of dynamic, I guess, the, the organisation is as well in terms of being able to kind of to pivot to that new world as well.
0: So if, if I was to summarise, uh, Sun Life is a financial services company focusing largely on insurance and the operation in Waterford, which employs a huge number of people, is largely focused on the technology backend that supports all of these services around the world would that be fair enough correct yeah Yeah. um but there's also
3: we have help desk we have business administration we've claims teams within the waterford office as well like so but but there is a large it contingent within that office
0: and and that's why i suppose we have we have the relationship between the department of computing and mathematics or, or wit and sun life is that there is that i hate the word synergy but I've used it now. <laughs> I didn't mean to use it. Um, but the, the, the there is is there there is that, uh, I, I suppose, meeting of interests that is there because I know that a huge number of Sun Life employees are WIT graduates. Massive amount. Yeah, actually. yeah.
3: No, no, exactly. Like There's, there's a large number of, of people in there that have gone to WIT. I, I studied in WIT myself back in back a few years ago, let's say. Mm-hmm. um, I went back there to kind of do a master's again, just just a number of years ago again. Like, So there is that kind of, cer- certainly that relationship there. And, and especially kind of when you see in the Southeast as well as like, it is basically the students that kind of come out of the local colleges that, that kind of feed the workforce as well. And it's great to kind of be able to engage with WIT and work with WIT to kind of form, one, the relationship, but also kind of to, to look at, what kind of skill sets are kind of needed in that marketplace, and obviously WIT are educating the, the workforce of the future. So it's where you have an input there and to kind of collaborate and kind of shape what could be like a new module, even in an existing course or a new course in itself. It's it's great to have that relationship, and I know WIT have, have relationships with many different people, but I guess it's the the awards that it's it's one way that Sun Life give back to um give back to WIT and kind of to try and I suppose embrace those students and kind of give them a kind of a give them a platform to kind of showcase exactly what they've learned within those four years as well.
0: We might talk about what the Sun Life Awards are then and how they fit in the context of this discussion. So we've established that projects is this large piece of work that a student performs at the end of their undergraduate uh, degree. It can be in a whole variety of different areas. Jonathan talked about autonomous parking and using blockchain technology and Tangle, which I still don't understand what that is, but he makes it sound really cool. Um, but equally, it could be a project on all sorts of stuff. And um, we might talk about some examples in a few moments, but I've seen projects that are crazy thought experiments. I've seen video games. I've seen uh, new platforms that are built. Uh, I've seen all sorts of stuff. What are the Sun Life Awards and how do they fit in that context?
3: Yeah, so, so again, like the Sun Life Awards are, you know, it's it's something that we carry out in May of each year. So it's pretty much at the end of the academic year where the students have kind of gone through their their exams and they're pretty much kind of coming to the end of their 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 degree. And I guess it's it's a way to to kind of bring in students into a a workplace and kind of to to engage with professionals within an it organization within within a fully operational kind of business model and to kind of to to really kind of showcase pretty much what they're after doing over the last number of years what they've learned etc and kind of it it really kind of it's an opportunity for the students to kind of say here look what i've done because there's not many opportunities that we get this show like look at me i've learned all of this and i want you to now tell me what's good about this where can i work better it's an opportunity for the students to kind of to start networking with with new individuals. But at the same time, it's so like the, some of the projects that we've kind of seen is like the, the level of work that kind of goes into some of these projects is just phenomenal. You know, like like Jonathan come and came in as, as many other students did. And to be quite honest, when you kind of come into a professional environment, like it, it is daunting for students to come in, but it's just as daunting for the individuals in there looking at the projects that kind of thinking like, this is the workforce that's coming up. Like they they're so advanced. Like the level of work that's kind of coming out of of WIT and out of these projects is just fantastic. Like I think it was a number of years ago. It was like, somebody was saying something, and I was actually googling blockchains as they're actually talking about. I was like I don't know what this is. Like so, Google is our best friend. Even but it is. It's kind of it's it's that engagement to to work with the students, and because there's such a broad spectrum of projects, like there's just three categories of Within the awards itself, like so, we have an innovation category that's really kind of around designing and building uh, a working piece of software um, that pretty much like it has future capabilities. You know, like so, pretty much like those innovators that pretty much want to kind of build, test, and kind of kind of push those boundaries. Um, there's an enterprise award, so again, that's pretty much around developing a, a working prototype. Um, to define and research a market and environmental considerations that can actually transfer that into the marketplace. And only last year, we introduced a new award that is called Intellectual Curiosity. So that's pretty much kind of, it's for those people that have an interest in a particular area. They don't know what they want to do with it, but they want to investigate it. They want to kind of test out something. So it's kind of like maybe those some of those research projects are. basically you kind of want to try something. You may not work out, but at least trying something you're learning from it and basically it might kind of springboard you into a kind of a future kind of a future initiative like it's kind of like that test and learn fail fast you know you're always going to learn from pretty much what you try etc so those three categories so again it's just the innovation enterprise and intellectual curiosity and basically it's kind of the students kind of come in they don't have to kind of say what award or kind of what category they kind of they're interested in they just kind of say here i'm interested in kind of showcasing my um my project comes into Sun Life, we we'll kind of look at all of the projects and then we can kind of categorize them f- from there on. And I think we'll, we'll talk about, I guess, the, the process in, in a little while. And I'm not sure if you don't want on to touch on it now, Rob. Or- oh,
0: yeah, we can get into it. But I suppose I want to d- dig into something that's maybe a little bit more um, pressing is that, if I suppose, if you want to call it a carrot or yeah, I, I call it a carrot rather than a stick, why a student might want to get involved in this is... There is a significant cash price. <laughs> and let's let's be honest with you. Uh, if I was a fourth year student and I thought I could win money from my project, I would want to know about that. Exactly.
3: Um, so it's, it's thousand euro per category. So again, it's 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 a nice carrot, um, you know. And and the good thing about it is is there's not an extra that that anybody needs to do, you know. Like, and I think that's that's the kind of winners like you're already doing the mm-hmm. work. You know, you're pretty much you're always you're already kind of having to write up your. Your documentation, you're having to build whatever you're building. You're having to do your theses, etc. You're having to do your poster sessions, etc. All that fun stuff that comes along with Fortier. and this is really just that that last piece. Like if you're interested, put your name forward, and you know you might be lucky. You know there could be a thousand thousand euros at the end.
1: Just to just to um reiterate, there it it really is like a, a fantastic um award. But also to the ten finalists, or for the the remaining finalists, they also get a runner-up prize as well, which is a uh, hundred euros as well. Like so, it you have nothing to lose if the work is done. You know, it really is just a case of submitting mm. and see how you go. See if you're if you're um, asked to come for you know to uh, for an interview.
0: Now, Jonathan, we might go back to yourself. You're interested, right? So I suppose we haven't mentioned where you are right now because. I'm in an attic in County Waterford. Uh, Lucy is against the white wall at her home in Waterford. And Shane, I assume you're somewhere similar. But Jonathan, you're, you're somewhere much more exotic and exciting. Where are you? I'm in uh, Doha in the country of Qatar. And what are you doing there?
2: Uh, I'm here working on the FIFA World Cup project that's uh, slated for the end of next year. Uh, working for a uh, transport uh, transport company basically helping to organise the transport for fans uh, you know between stadiums and fan village sites and, and so on uh, that'll take place next year
0: now so yeah so I think that's fascinatingly interesting but also what's really interesting is if I'd if said to you a couple of years ago that from doing a degree in internet of things that you'd be working on transport for a major sporting event let's leave COVID out of it for a moment because okay nobody saw that one coming um I I think that's an that's an interesting juxtaposition because they don't seem related, but actually, they are because it's all about problem solving, and it's about shifting something from point A to point B in in the most effective way. Would that be fair enough?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, any major project really is going to have a lot of similar um, you know skill sets required, uh, and in the case here, uh, I certainly would not be. Uh, doing the job I'm doing today if it wasn't for the education I received uh, in terms of IoT because when we say transport uh, we're talking about nearly 3,000 buses um, which yeah. is going to be a record for the planet which is <laughs> pretty extreme yeah. uh, and, and it's not and that you're
0: driving the buses No, 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 <laughs> no. <But> these, <laughs> yeah.
2: these buses are kitted out with the most advanced technology in terms of you know, driver behavior monitoring sensors in the tires for tire pressure uh, GPS coordinates, I mean, CCTV, you name it, it's got it. And so mm. all this data has basically got to get pumped into a control center and, uh, you know, requires a lot of systems. So uh, with the with background at, at WIT um, and, you know, having uh, gotten my feet wet a little bit on on the project I mentioned previously, uh, I'm, you know, uh, I feel more confident when I'm, when I'm speaking to these technologies and, and understanding how uh, they work uh, and how we can use them best for the event.
0: Now, Jonathan, what was your experience with the Sun Life Awards? Now, bear in mind you're out the door now, so you can say what you want. <laughs> okay, you don't have to be nice to Shane if you don't want to be.
2: Oh no! Of course, it will be. Oh, it was great. It was
0: great. <laughs> um,
2: I actually heard about uh, about the award um, being won by a a previous IoT degree program uh, a, a fellow uh, in a year prior, and so. You know, there was sort of an ongoing joke in our degree program, like we have to keep it within our degree program, you know, a bit of uh, camaraderie there. Uh, so it was always in, t- in, in the back of my mind. And, and as the summer progressed before fourth year, I was just trying to think of an idea that would be, that I would be, I guess, proud or, or um, yeah, proud's probably a good word, proud and, and, uh, and keen to present uh, to a panel, you know, and get uh, and get actual feedback instead of just submitting it and, and you know, never hearing from anybody about it again, so it was certainly motivating uh, in that respect, and um, a bit of the carrot for sure, uh, which helped me anyway. And uh, and the mm. prize money wasn't so bad either. I will admit, uh, certainly went a long way to paying down some student loans. Uh, so <laughs> it was uh, it was a it was a great experience. Um, I must admit also that granted, uh, COVID, um, you know, basically spiked uh, our opportunity to to have it in uh, in real life. I guess you can say. And so when it was hosted virtually, I had not reservations, but I wasn't quite sure how it was going to happen. And it, it went off without a hitch and it was actually quite a lot of fun. And I, I think there was an aspect to it that um, maybe we overlook when we're in real life is that, um, or not virtual rather, is that um, we had breakout rooms where, where people could come and go into this room. And so you basically have undivided attention and these really specific directed questions coming at you. Uh, that you are absolutely prepared for, because this is your project. You know it the best, so I felt very little pressure, uh, and I think it, that surprised us all. Um, uh, it was it was a great experience.
0: Right. So I'd like to ask Lucy and Shane both about just maybe some examples of projects they've they've seen in the past that just stick in their memory. So uh, I mean, I'll 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 start off very quickly by mentioning Jonathan's one because. Uh, Now I couldn't remember because I I have a memory like a sieve and I can't remember last week last year or two years ago and before we started this call I couldn't remember whether Jonathan graduated last year or or, or the previous year but I do remember his demo because I was one of your examiners and I remember the the, the dinky car the Matchbox car the Hot Wheels car that was being used for this parking model that was going around this system I mean If you didn't know better, you'd look at it and you'd see that you think it was a child's toy, okay? And I mean that with the greatest of respect to you, but then you see all the systems that are going on behind it, and it's basically what I thought was really cool about it was you were taking this one aspect of of a system. So we're talking about kind of self parking, self management, and 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 reservations of of car parking systems. But I mean, you don't have an autonomous vehicle that you can test with, uh, nor do you have you know a couple of parking. Lots that you can work with, so you made your own model ones out of toys essentially. And but but the systems that are behind those would hold true whether you were dealing with a physical car or, or or this toy car. And I think that's what's really cool is that you can take this kind of big idea and say, Right, well, I'm just going to do this little part of it, and the other stuff that's for somebody else to figure out. And and I love that in a project where where a student is able to see. The bigger picture and where their work might fit in the context of others so jonathan your project always sticks out for that another project that sticks in my memory and it's a good few years ago was uh, it was it was a student from multimedia or what's now creative computing who had basically made this long form animated comic book essentially um that's doing it a disservice but it was all these basic really interesting dynamic video effects that were being applied to images like there was smoke and colours were changing that, that sounds like it doesn't sound particularly exciting the way I describe it but when you saw it it was really really cool and it changed and it reacted so that was and it was all hand drawn as well so that was really that was what was really funky about it so m- maybe Lucy or Shane maybe Lucy we go to yourself first if there's a project that you can think of or, or two that really stick in your memory
1: Yeah, I suppose I suppose (laughs) like that, you know. Kind of, it's kind of I can barely remember, you know, yesterday at times, you know. But I remember last year one that really stuck in my mind was um, again a student from Creative Computing, and he uh, basically did an interactive insight into um, the Metamorphosis of Narcissus by Dali. Right, so he basically had a clickable, you know, image of um, you know this this art, right? And you could drill into it. And it was, uh, you know, kind of, it was, you know, um, it was, it was really visual and ex- exploratory and you could just, there was so much detail in it and, you know, even the way in which he described it and presented it, He was it was just a love. You could feel it kind of, it's almost like emanating off the, off the poster, even if you look at it now, you know, in some of the samples that I have up on Moodle, but, you know, it, 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 it's lovely and, you know, you know, the detail. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a creative background, but just you could see the detail and his consideration uh, for, you know, visual impairment or, you know, um, any of the disabilities. They were really kind of um, it was catered for. And it it just it kind of looked like a labor of love, actually. (laughs) You know, it was lovely. Yeah, that that stuck out. But like, don't like there are if you think about it, there are 90 plus students, as I've already said, you know, the 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 range, you know, of of projects that have been uh, developed and are being developed you know is just so vast you know it just varies so much you know
3: yeah i, th- I think the the one that, that lucy described there like the jordan did that last year like he was the winner of the the intellectual curiosity yeah and, you know like he he was just curious about something and he kind of coupled that up with his passion of, of art and like the curiosity around the, the actual the the painting itself, what it was really good. Jonathan's really kind of stood out as as well as you were kind of saying there, Rob. It, it's really kind of the students that kind of really, obviously these these are a labor of love because like it's it's there's a it's a long year, it's a long it's a long process that you kind of really kind of couple yourself with your project and you really kind of live it for for that year. Like and that's really kind of what shines through when you're when you're presenting as well. So that's one thing I'll just kind of say to to any of the students that are listening this don't be afraid to kind of to show what you've learned and the kind of the passion the, the blood sweat and tears that you kind of put into it because that really kind of comes across in a in a presentation on top of obviously all of the technical know-hows etc that you've you've learned and you're demonstrating as well but another another couple that kind of really stood out with me and they weren't from last year they were from the year before was I'm just kind of I'm actually reading from something here now it was the indoor guidance system for people with mild or moderate dementia you know that was a kind of a was really fantastic and again it's kind of it's it's a real world problem it's it's applying technology to solve something that you know that people are living within the in the out and there was another one then facial recognition and sensor-based stroke detection in vehicles so again like these are all fantastic ideas are you going to build a working model and sell it tomorrow probably not but it it is kind of knowing you know you don't have to kind of be the next Elon Musk or, or that you you know constantly innovate you know there's real world problems now that we can kind of solve with technology etc and and even those small pieces of your project that you're learning now could to your point Rob fit into an overall bigger picture and it's been able to see that see the wood from the trees and and really kind of go off, go after that and kind of focus on pretty much what interests you because i think it's definitely what kind of what sparks me is like if if something interests you you're really going to live it and you're you're really going to kind of drive forward with your career whereas if you feel like you're being forced to do something you know it's you know it it feels like work and you don't want to feel like you're working for the next however many years you want to feel like you're you're actually you're living and you're kind of you're learning constantly so you know so yeah but to be honest anything that kind of comes across um Definitely the awards, and I've, I've been to the career sphere a few times as well. There's some fantastic projects there, and it's just too hard to call them all out, but there are definitely a couple that stood out in my mind.
0: Mm. Lucy, you want to come in there?
1: Yeah, just in terms of the um, the communication of your project, I think that is just key. You know, you, you know this is what you have worked on you know for the last year and probably have been thinking about it for a couple of years you know kind of the the inception of it the conception of it uh, was there but like I remember um you know for the for the Sun Life Awards um the guys who were finalists had to kind of you know just have give a, a short clip of you know this is my name is uh, jonathan um this is my project and you know that they were delighted to be part of the sun life awards and you could just see them delighted you know to be presenting their project to industry that's just a fantastic platform you know
0: mm, yeah i remember a couple of other projects down throughout the years uh, there was one now this is going back 10 could be 12 years ago uh, it was using the Connect it was the Microsoft Connect thing, which is kind of a dead technology now. But back then, it was it was quite new and interesting, and it was controlling a kind of a, a reactive sound and vision thing with this Microsoft Connect, and it was totally useless but absolutely fascinatingly brilliant. And actually, that won a Sun Life Award, and it might have been might have been the first Sun Life Award or second year of the Sun Life Awards. How, how long has it, has it has it been going, Shane?
3: Yeah, we're in, we're into the this will be the tenth year, so. Ten year anniversary,
0: yeah. Tenth year, okay. So, so ten, ten years year ago, yeah. Okay, so that was ten years ago. I remember that. That was it was it was a completely useless project, but it was a brilliant project, if you know what I mean. And actually, yeah. the guy, the guy who did that project, went on to work in the TV and film industry, uh, which, which, which I, I'm sure was was very, very, um, interesting. And, and now it makes perfect sense, but back then it it was a bit 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 of a, a stranger path for somebody to to move on, um. And equally, I love the way you talked about the intellectual curiosity one, because I suppose we look we're we're an education organization. So, so by our nature, I suppose we're, we're inclined to that, that not everything has to be utilitarian. Everything can Things can have a, a more applied focus, but it, it can equally just be something for curiosity's sake. And uh, I, I do like that. Um, c- could you maybe talk through the process as to how somebody might get involved with the Sun Life Awards? Who's a student at WIT?
1: Yeah, um, well, we uh, send out expressions of interest, um, so that will basically be coupled with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, So, and we, um, we contact the supervisors as well to see if they would like to nominate some of their students um, uh, for the awards, because sometimes students can be a little bit shy about putting themselves forward, um, and really... I think, I think, you know, it is definitely worthwhile. So I wouldn't, you know, if you think you're doing, you're doing well, and you, if you think you might want to open that conversation up with your supervisor, do, um, and, and equally contact me. Once we get, once I get, we have a deadline. And once we get the deadline, um, I, I send them off to Shane and Shane and Shane, do you want to take over, you Shane and your, his team? will review them. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, so Lucy passes across basically the individuals that are that are interested, then it'd be fantastic to bring in everybody. But you know, just it, it's quite a bit of time and, and that. Like so, what we do is we kind of short, shortlist um, individuals then down to to a set number. We've kind of increased the shortlist given that there was a, an additional category added in last year. Um, so once we shortlist, then we will invite the shortlisted um, candidates in virtually. Last year, last year we actually had to do it virtually. We'd kind of had to pivot to to what was actually happening. This year again is is going to be the same thing, given that we're kind of we're still in that that situation. So, we'll invite everybody virtually. They'll have a set time then to present um, their their projects. Um, so, typically we would have seen through either the careers fair or through abstracts, a kind of a high level overview of what the projects are. So we'll have a kind of some kind of concept in terms of what the projects are about, what they're trying to achieve, but within the, within the actual, the, I won't even call it an interview. It's more of a kind of a presentation, a kind of a, a collaborative kind of session. It, it's an opportunity for the student then to kind of to articulate things a little bit more, some Q and A. Um, and then at the end of that day, you know, pretty much we will then kind of take that shortlisted and then we'll kind of come up with the um the finalists. And then two days later we would we would invite the finalists again virtually into an award ceremony whereby again they can showcase their projects more broadly to Sun Life as a full organization. And like we what we always try and do is kind of get either our CIO or pretty much some very um senior um, leaders within the IT organization to come and to kind of to to really kind of see what talent is out there what what WIT are offering and then like that I'm not sure actually the awards ceremony last year was I think we maybe had like an hour and a half of demos where we kind of had breakout rooms and then zoom and then there was like a half an hour award session session and then um, round of applause for everybody and then pretty much
0: people on to their uh, careers. Um, I, I, I'm conscious that that could sound very much like a process, but it's all very painless. It's just yeah, it's just, you, you just it basically you go along, you do a Zoom thing, and 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 and, oh, yeah. and, and that's that. I suppose <laughs> what I miss about the Sun Life Awards, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to put my hand up totally. I go I go to the I go to the Sun Life Awards every single year uh, because you put on a great spread, and I go up and <laughs> I stuff my face with cake. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm just going to be straight with you. Uh, I and I miss that. I missed it last year. And uh, I'll miss it again this year. but uh, So that just means hopefully next year I'll just have to go up and eat three times than normally. I, I normally <laughs> we will have to send you out a plate, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Send you out a plate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan, right, with, with the benefit of hindsight, which of course is 2020, right? What advice would you give yourself from this time last year? So here you are coming into the the kind of the the final furlong of your degree. Now you have a bit of distance, you've got a bit of perspective. What advice would you give yourself?
2: Good question. Don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say that, um, oh, geez, what would I tell myself? That's a great question. That's a tough one. Um, Yeah, honestly, just don't panic. Take a few deep breaths. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're not saving lives here. We're, we're just trying to do the best we can with the time we have. So, um, you know, keep your head on your shoulders. Uh, it'll all be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and try to smile through the whole thing.
0: That's, a, yeah, that, that it, it's, it's common sense, but it, it's, it might sound like a cliche, but it's true because uh, often cliches are true because they are actually true. Um, I think that's a nice note to end on. There. Uh, if somebody wants to find out more about the Sun Life Wars if you're a WIT student uh, you've got loads of material up on Moodle you can contact Lucy White um, if you want to find out more about Sun Life as an organisation you can just Google Sun Life and there's a wealth of material that's out there uh, if you see uh, a guy driving a bus in at the World Cup next year <laughs> uh, it's probably Jonathan um, hopefully ho- uh, touch wood all of that happens by the way I'm, I'm holding out hope um, yeah folks thanks very much I really appreciate you taking the time to talk uh, about this today um, thank you all it's a Alex pleasure not. nice to see you again absolutely folks thank you so much for your time